My Way, the song you just heard, was recorded in 1968 by Frank Sinatra. And here's how National Public Radio talked about it. It's hard to imagine two occasions more different than the inaugural ball for President Trump and the funeral for murdered rapper Nipsey Hussle. But they have at least one thing in common. The same song played at both. It's a song that has come to represent a particular idea of American individualism and in some ways feels even more relevant today than when it was recorded. It's not a love song about a girl, a boy, or even a city. It's about me, me, me. Felt like kind of a paradox for me to have chosen that song for today. I do know that our lives at their best are good when they're not just about me, me, me. Because we are connected and responsible for each other, we need to have songs that we sing about we, we, we. And yet it is so that in order to be a we, we first do have to become a me. And being an intentional me is the direction I hope this talk will take us. So as Frank Sinatra eventually did, I disavow that song's lyrics. But I'm going to do it my way. When I chose the title for this talk, Goals and Intentions, Same or Different, I might have been in a hurry because it really isn't a very good question. They're not the same. And so there's the answer. In fact, Katie Covey, who was a director at Souls Matter, put it this way. Intention is different from setting goals or resolutions in that it pulls us into who we truly are. Goals and resolutions push us out into future possibilities. To set intentions, we must listen to our inner voice, which tells us who we truly are. Now, here's kind of a personal example. I told Rod when he said that he wasn't going to be available for this talk, and since obviously he's here today, and I'm so glad. I put up my hand and said, Rod, I'll do this today, because he said he needed another speaker. And I thought, well, while public speaking is not a goal of mine, yeah, I like to be listened to. Who doesn't? I would sit in, to Rod, sit in for Rod, even though it would cause me apprehension, and that I would feel dread, fear of failure, and I would imagine people disappearing from their Zoom rooms and so on. But being willing to sit in was really less about me and more about our minister. It was about helping. Because at our December worship arts meeting, Rod said that living in the intention was a topic for January, that he didn't think he would be able to be in the pulpit on the 30th, and that he needed a speaker. I heard that my minister that is, our minister, needed somebody, needed a speaker, 
would be, he could be in a bind. And well, after all, as a UU on a Buddhist path, I think about right intention. So maybe I could or should help. But even as I did volunteer, doubt was surging. And so quickly I, I said, well, well, of course, maybe, or if you'd rather get someone. And I started to back out. But then the minister said, thank you. And he sounded so wholehearted. Yes, I admit. My intention to prepare this service was to help uncomplicate the life of Rod Richards. Just that. Of course, the closer it has come to this actual event, like right now, and here we all are, my goals are to unmute on time, finish on time, and not to lose my place in the script. Anyway, what is there left to say about intention that hasn't already been beautifully said throughout the month of living with intention? And having named my topic, I got to do more thinking about the differences between goals and intentions. In the reading that Anne shared, we heard that goals point toward the future and that they can lead to disappointment. We may not be satisfied once a goal has become an accomplishment, and we will certainly be unhappy if, like making and not keeping New Year's resolutions, we fail in our efforts to reach a goal. This means that the aim of a goal exists outside of us, which makes reaching it dependent on other circumstances, sometimes beyond our control. Think. COVID, and March 15, 2020, the first day of Zoom worship service, and obviously not the last, despite our goal of January 2022, which is not to say that setting goals is pointless. Goals can direct our energy. But when we talk about intention, we mean the underlying why we set a goal. I don't know if it goes without saying, but not all intentions are positive. Some may be motivated by self-promotion, by ego, by wanting to make ourselves look good or better than others. Sometimes, sadly, Because without someone else's attention or approval, we will not feel okay about ourselves. Buddhist teachings talk about greed, aversion, a kind of hatred, and delusion or ignorance as the three poisons or negative intentions that can influence our choices and behavior in the world, and ultimately our goals. One way to think about a positive intention is the way Omar Otani describes it as a guiding principle for who we want to be and how we want to act, live, and show up in this world. Whether at work, in relationships, 
during creative or spiritual pursuits, or in any other area of our lives, an intention serves as an internal compass. It offers a sense of clarity and helps guide our actions as we move throughout the days of the years. And it is useful if one is setting goals. Otani writes, an intention shouldn't be confused with a goal. A goal is the desired outcome you wish to attain further into the future. An intention is a chosen theme that allows you to create alignment in your life. A chosen theme. Think of it as a greater aim, a holistic purpose, or an attitude you're choosing to commit to. It forms the fabric through which you will sow your actions and reap the rewards. An intention gives you a purpose to focus on. And isn't a purpose what we need as humans to find meaning in what we do? He explains it like this. An intention is concerned with the present moment of your life. It relies on how you feel right now. And you arrive at an intention once you contemplate the following three questions. One, what is going well for me in my life? Two, where are the areas in my life that I can make progress? Three, who am I becoming? Well, here are my responses to those three questions. One, love is going well for me. I love my friends, my family, and my ability to participate as, quote, the end is near, at least nearer than it was yesterday or last year. The area in my life, this is number two, that I can still make progress is the same area it has always been. But it now seems easier because I am less competitive. I would still like to be kinder and less judgmental. Number three, as for who I am becoming, I am becoming the person who is one among many others. Not special, but ordinary in my own way. Now, we have defined intention setting as an inward-driven approach, but it begins with the question of what do I want my purpose to be? And sometimes we need help in seeing all the options a purpose might serve. About her newest children's book, Supreme Court Justice Sonia Sotomayor, called Just Help, How to Build a Better World, Sotomayor said, I want kids to do this intentionally, to think that this is a requirement of living, almost. How they will make a better world 
should be a part of the charge of their living. She wants kids not only to help their families, but to think about, that to think about helping their neighbors and the community. It takes active thought, she says, and active action to change the world. So far then, goals are future-oriented. What do I want to own, accomplish, become? Whereas intentions are about setting a purpose for ourselves, maybe for one year, maybe even for just one hour. While Otani likes intent, likens intention to a compass, in my mind, intention also resembles a gyroscope. A gyroscope, in as much as an intention, helps us so that changing conditions don't knock us off our path. Buddhist teacher Sharon Salzberg, in her book, Real Change, talks about equanimity, the ability to find calm and steadiness under stress as being this gyroscope. And I think her description works just as well for intentions. If you have set the intention to be a better listener, you can start now and listen to this description of a gyroscope in motion. Quote, the core of the gyroscope, its axis, spins with such power that it keeps a big circle around it well-balanced. Although constantly in motion, the gyroscope is stable, adjusting to whatever comes its way. The central stable energy, or you could say a sense of purpose, helps us, quote, have a sense of who we are and what we care about in spite of changing situations. Think COVID. To discover a sense of purpose, we look at what we value, our most deeply held values. By aligning our actions with our values or concerns that are central to us, we establish what Salzburg calls centering power in our lives. This is what forms the passionate core of what we care about. And these intentions then empower our actions. Let's say the clock struck midnight on December 31st and you said to yourself, in the coming year, I plan to be less judgmental. Never mind. That's probably a non-starter. Let's say instead you intend to look for the best in people. As a goal, you will be working or walking toward it, hoping to reach it. As an intention, it is within you. And maybe you won't get livid when a driver cuts you off or yell with righteous indignation at a neighbor or family member who tells you she really loves Fox News, especially Tucker Carlson. Does an intention mean you aren't entitled to feel disappointed or sad or even angry? Feelings come, thoughts arise, but your inner gyroscope makes you less likely to be thrown off balance. Perhaps you laugh 
politely, surely one way of maintaining balance. In 1995, I set a goal of coming from kindness. At the time, becoming kind was out there. Not an intention, but something I felt, not something I felt I already was. It felt like a continual waiting for the moment or situation that would trigger kindness. Well, eventually, caring for an animal did help me identify the quality I have come to call kindness. And coming from kindness never meant I wouldn't set boundaries or say no when no was the kind thing to say or had as its goal self-care. But I have discovered that boundaries feel easier to set with people than with a pet because I have rarely said no to a pet who wants attention at 3 a.m. So far then, goals are future-oriented. What do I want to own, accomplish, or become? Whereas intentions are about setting a purpose for ourselves. Maybe for one year, or even for an hour. Buddhist teacher Philip Moffat, in an essay published in the best Buddhist writings of 2013, wrote, Intention is the capacity to stay in touch with what is of prime importance to you from moment to moment in your daily life. He goes on to talk about how being mindful is crucial for being in touch with your intentions, for being awake in the moment so that you can stay in touch with core values and pause before lapsing into a reactive mindset. He writes that being grounded in intention is what provides integrity and unity in your life. What would it be like if you didn't measure the success of your life just by what you got or didn't get, but gave equal or greater priority to how aligned you are with your deepest values. What would it be like if you didn't measure the success of your life just by what you get and don't get, but gave equal or greater priority to how aligned you are with your deepest values. I said that twice on purpose. The ability to set intentions, that is staying in touch with what is important to you from moment to moment, means knowing what you value. So, to be helpful with you, I have compiled a list of very fine-sounding intentions with the help of Piero Ferrucci's book, The Power of Kindness. And the table of contents provides a great list to consider. You might want to write some of these down if they aren't already a part of your intentions. Honesty, warmth, compassion, forgiveness, 
trust, mindfulness, empathy, humility, patience, generosity, respect, flexibility, loyalty, gratitude, service, and joy. One intention I did not see listed was humor, having a sense of humor, especially if you can direct it toward yourself so as not to take yourself too seriously. In this time of pandemic and quarantine more than ever, I have had to find humor in this situation. And I have found it sometimes in other people and in myself. And I don't mean that finding it in other people is the same thing as making other people the butt of a joke or laughing off another's concerns. It certainly doesn't mean forgetting the worth and dignity of all people like we promise in our first principle. But these are tough times. And I think about this Zoom room situation as an opportunity to be amused. I have seen cats and dogs lounging, heard them making their needs known, seen people wander off during a talk, eat, talk on the phone, and slither in and out of their Zoom backdrops. And on occasion, when serving as a co-host at our Zoom service, I have even amused myself wielding the power of the mute function, fully aware of my own pettiness. And I hope I am still laughing if I forget to unmute myself at a crucial moment. Yes, intentions are aspirational and they are realistic, realistic, because living with intentions adds meaning to our ordinary lives. In touch with deeper concerns, we can redirect our attention from diversions like Netflix or ESPN, to name two of my own, to thoughts and goals that benefit all sentient beings. But before I go, I ask you to think about how you would answer Otani's three questions. What is going well for me? That's number one. Where are the areas in my life I can make progress to? And three, who am I becoming? And whatever you do, I know you will do it your way. May it be so, and blessed be.